0: Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Anne Lister and this is The Tale of Geoffrey. It's my English adaptation of a story first written for a king of Aragon in the Occitan language, back in about 1225. And it's telling the story of Jaufre, a knight of King Arthur's court, who is seeking the wicked knight Taulat de Rajamon in order to avenge an insult to the queen and the king. And if you've been listening so far, and I really hope you have, you'll know that we have reached episode 8, and it's chapter 12, in which Jaufre finally gets to meet Taulat. So sit back and listen and enjoy. You may hear in the background of this introduction, but with any luck, not of the story itself, the sound of a cat purring. I hope that will just relax you. So enjoy the story and we'll just have a listen. The Tale of Geoffrey, Episode 8. Chapter Twelve. Taulat to Rogermon. and Jouffrey rode off swiftly, not wasting any time. He knew his destination, and he kept his goal in mind. He was lively and determined, he was valiant, he was true, and he was sure he'd keep his promise and see his mission through. He rode at great speed towards the castle and found that the wounded knight was in great need of his help. Towlat had arrived with his henchmen and bound the knight's hands tightly behind his back. Four strong young men carrying whips of knotted hide were beginning to strike him and make him climb the mountain the way they had done every month for seven years. They had dragged him out naked and had led him to the foot of the mountain. They'd rolled up their sleeves and were starting to whip him. Just then they caught sight of Jafrey riding up with a maiden in front of him and they assumed he must be carrying a message for their lord because he was riding so determinedly. Talat had been watching too and came out at once to find out why he was in such a hurry. Knight, what arrogant madness has made you enter my lands. Get off your horse and disarm yourself. You're my prisoner now. I'll do no such thing, said Geoffrey. You're jumping to conclusions. I've come for the sake of this knight who's about to be beaten. I beg you, out of courtesy and pity, to let him go and grant him mercy. If he's done you any wrong, he will return on whatever conditions your court decides.' You've gone completely insane. You're a fool to ask me to hand over this man to you. You've already done enough to deserve to be hanged. My lord, you'd be entirely wrong to do that. I spoke to you politely and I said nothing which should make you angry. And I'll ask you again, not to kill that knight, but to hand him over to me out of kindness. You've tortured him for long enough. You villain! I've heard enough. Get off your horse and disarm yourself. You're a dead man and I'll hand that maiden with you to my squires.' My lord, said, "Jelfrey, none of that will happen. I would be very upset if you gave her to your squires. I'm quite capable of wielding a sword to prevent her from being forced or dishonoured. What? You want to fight me? Yes, rather than let her come to harm. This will end in your shame then, said Taulat. As soon as I'm armed, you won't escape with your life. I've heard plenty of threats like that, Sir Geoffrey, but I'll make you release that knight whether you want to or not, and I'll also make you pay for the insult to King Arthur the other day when you killed one of his knights. You're even more proud and evil than I'd heard. You threatened me when I was listening to what you had to say. A fool can always grow more foolish, it seems, but I won't be listening to you now and I won't treat you with courtesy. I've tried to find your good side, but as I can't find it, you'll get what you deserve." "'You're certainly lacking in common sense,' said Taulat. "'You can see for yourself how many knights I've defeated, "'all of them better than you.' "'Well, we'll see about that now,' said Geoffrey. "'But we won't try and decide this matter by discussing it. "'Go and arm yourself at once, and let's see how God decides the combat. "'I'm not leaving here until I've fought with you, "'and one of us will be defeated.' I don't need my armour, said Talat, just my lance and shield. You're such a harmless creature, I won't bother arming myself beyond that. If you like, you can bring along another hundred or so, like you, all fully armed, I can cope. It's just stupid to fight without armour, said Geoffrey. you're just showing off. But if that's what you want, fight me just as you are. Or you could simply go straight to King Arthur and make yourself his prisoner. This infuriated Taulat, and he ordered one of his men to go and get his shield and lance, and to tell the people camped outside the castle to come and watch him defeat Jaufre. If I don't pierce his shield, hauberk, and belly with a single blow, I vow I will no longer bear arms, follow chivalry, or lie with a woman, he said. His messenger went to the encampment of knights who were lamenting for their wounded lord, who was about to be forced to climb the mountain. Gentlemen, come and see a knight who has come here to seek his own death. My lord commands you to all come to the foot of the mountain. He then ran into the castle, where he found the two ladies grieving for their lord. He took the lance and shield from where they were hanging on the rack and turned to go back, but the older woman stopped him. What are you going to do with those weapons? And where are you off to in such a hurry? My lady, I'm taking them to my lord. And why are you doing that? Because of a young idiot who's come to fight with him. Come and watch if you want to see how it all ends for the foolish young man. This must be the young man who came here a week ago and promised to return. I hope God protects him and ensures that Taulat is justly repaid for all of the torment he's inflicted on so many others. The soldier returned to Taulat and Taulat took the shield and lance but was so confident in his own ability that he wouldn't wear a hauberk. Come and meet your death, he said to Chalfrey. It won't take long. Jalfre's anger increased his courage. He spurred his horse on as fast as it could go, while Taulat came from the other direction, fiercer than a lion or a leopard. He struck Jalfre so hard that the saddle, cinch and harness all snapped and broke, and Jalfre fell to the ground. But Jalfre had also dealt Taulat a blow to the top of his shield, so violently that the shield broke and shattered. Jaufre's lance went clear through, into Taulat's chest and into his side, and passed a full span out the other side and pinned Taulat to the ground. The crowd cheered. Joffrey ran up with his sword out and found Taulat stretched out on the ground, pinned and sprawling there like a toad. Taulat spoke as loudly as he could. Knight, for the love of God, don't kill me. I'm in so much pain I'm going to die for my own stupidity. Not yet, said Geoffrey. I want to make sure you realise how much you've brought this all on yourself just a little while ago you were convinced there was no knight to equal you for skill and strength you might have been a skillful knight but you've acted wickedly and it serves you right that here i am perhaps not as strong as you but with god on my side it's less than two months since i was knighted but as you see your defeat has come from a mere nobody do you admit you've acted badly i do my lord and beg for mercy from you i yield to you as a defeated captive I will give you mercy, as you've asked for it, but I want you to go to King Arthur at Cardewal and make yourself his prisoner. I can pardon you for the insults to me and the troubles you've caused me, but I can't pardon you for your insults to the king. That will be down to him. As you wish, said Talat, but could you please call the doctor to attend to me to try to heal my wound? The doctor who's been looking after the knight is very skilled, and I don't know of a better one. Before I send a doctor to you or you rise from here, you must release that knight and free all of the other knights you've been holding prisoner and return all of their belongings to them. I agree to all of this, said Taurat. You are now in complete command of my body, my land, my possessions and everything. Jalfrey put away his own sword and took possession of Taulat's. Then he removed Taulat's helmet and sent for the doctor, who examined the wound and cleaned it with water and white wine before putting Taulat on a litter and carrying him to the castle. The captive knight was untied and freed, and Jalfrey summoned all of the other knights, making them promise to go to King Arthur with their lord and to take Taulat before the king for whatever justice the king saw fit to administer. Tell Arthur, he said, of the injustice Taulat inflicted on this knight, although he had committed no crime and how he made him suffer in prison for seven years. Tell Arthur how I defeated Taulat in battle and stay with Arthur to serve him for as long as he wishes as he is a king who deserves the best knights to work for him. The knights promised to do as he asked and would have been ready to do more but this was all Jalfre wanted from them. He was getting ready to leave when the wounded knight who had been Taulat's prisoner came to him, very humbly. "'My lord,' he said, "'I and all of the men of my land will stand ready to fight for you at any time. "'You've earned that, and more, by rescuing me from a place where I've been kept by force. "'I had been reduced to thinking that I would rather die than stay in a place of such pain and torment, "'and suffering all of this, although I had never done any harm to Taulat. "'You and God have set me free.' My lord, said, Geoffrey, I'm not looking for any reward in property, lands or honours for rescuing you. If you will go to King Arthur, who sent me here, give your thanks to him. I will do that very willingly, said the knight. Please, my lord, tell me your name so that I can tell King Arthur who it was who conquered and captured Taulat and saved me. My name, my lord, is Geoffrey Jaufre? Yes, and when you're there you can warn Kay that as soon as I see him I will make him sorry for his insults to me. The knight promised to pass on his words to the king and to Kay and said his farewells. Jaufre asked for a palfrey to be saddled for Ogier's beautiful daughter, who had been the giant's prisoner. Geoffrey helped her to mount, and then the two of them rode off without any other company or escort. Jaufre wanted to make sure he returned her safely to her father, and then he would go to find Brunesen in the castle where he had lost his heart. They followed the path he'd taken when he had first come to Rogermont. Taulat returned all of the arms and equipment to the knights as he promised giving each man a horse and trappings as good as they'd lost when everything had been returned they all took to the road for carduel and arrived there eight days later the king was there but not holding full court He was listening to a maiden who was complaining of how she was being attacked by a knight who was treating her very badly. He'd been waging war against her and had taken all her land. She couldn't continue to fight him, as all he'd left her was one small castle, which she was besieging, and she had agreed to surrender it to him within a week, unless she could find someone to defend it. She'd come to ask the king for help. "'My Lord King Arthur, they say that no one has ever turned away from your court when they ask for your assistance. "'I've come to you for help.' What I need is a knight who can fight for my rights against the man who's threatening me, and he will need to be the best knight in the world, as he will be fighting against the worst. Mason said the king, if Gawain were here, I'm sure he'd go with you, or Yvau, or the son of Dozon, but none of them is here right now. If there's anyone here courageous enough to accompany you, however, they would have a chance to win great glory. No one said a word. "'This can't be happening,' cried the maiden. "'Don't let me leave without any help. "'Don't ruin the reputation of this court.' "'But no one said a word.' "'That was when they saw Taulat arriving on a richly covered litter "'carried between two palfreys "'and accompanied by five hundred mounted knights in full armour. "'The first to enter was the knight who'd been Taulat's prisoner for so long, "'and he knelt at the king's feet. "'My lord, may God grant you joy.' God save you too, my friend, said the king, and those with you who I can see are handsome and good men. Who are you? Where are you going? What are you seeking? And who is this wounded man? My lord king, this is Taulat. Taulat, said the king in surprise, how can it be? Jafre the son of Dozon defeated him in battle, my lord, and sent him to my lady and to you, so that you can punish him for the insult and shame he caused you. "'That is marvellous news indeed,' said the king. Geoffrey has served me well against that wicked man. "'Tell me first, though, where did you see him and where did you leave him? "'Was he safe?' "'Yes, my lord, he's happy and delighted, as you might hope, for such a fine knight. "'I know there's no need for me to praise him to you, because his brave deeds prove his worth. "'I have a tale to tell, however, of my own suffering and torments, which will astonish you all. "'But I would rather tell this story when the queen is present with her ladies.' Could she be summoned, my lord, as I would like to pass Jaufre's message on to her?" The king commanded Kay to go and find her, and to make sure that all the ladies came with her to hear what the knight had to say. When the queen came into the palace, every single lady and maiden followed her, and the knight began his tale. My lady, Jaufre, the son of Dozon, sends you his warmest greetings. He is also sending you Taulat, who is the most arrogant and evil enemy you will have encountered. You will remember how he killed the knight in front of you the other day and he was prepared to do the same thing in this court every year. Jalfre has dealt with him on behalf of all of those who needed vengeance and he sent them here to you so that you can impose whatever punishment you see fit. He has caused me great pain and I will tell you how. Out of sheer pride and arrogance, because there is no other reason for it, he killed my father and then he captured me and wounded me so severely I will always carry the scars. He kept me prisoner, wounded as I was, for seven years. Although he would have my injuries treated, when they were almost healed, he would have me beaten with whips and forced to climb a hill with my hands tied behind my back, barefoot and naked apart from my breeches. The whipping they inflicted caused my wounds to reopen. This is how he tortured me, all year long, every month. "'My people across all of my lands have suffered too "'because they were so grief-stricken "'and shocked by the torment I was going through "'that they raised a great lamentation and grief, "'and several times every day and every night "'they would weep, mourn and cry out.' "'My God,' said the king, "'that's appalling. "'I've never heard of such cruelty.' "'There is more,' said the knight. "'All the five hundred men you see here "'came to ask mercy for me "'and begged him to stop treating me so badly. "'He dishonoured and captured them "'just for asking for kindness.' god save us said the queen i've never heard of anything so wicked my lady said taulat it's true that i did have too much arrogance and pride but luckily i found a talented doctor to cure me of that disease for pride is a disease. Until I met him, I had defeated more than a thousand knights, either by killing them or wounding them and seizing their horses. I'd never come across any knight stronger or superior to myself. But now, thanks to you, my lady, I have found the best knight in the world. He's noble, handsome, pleasant, brave, and strong. I know how good he is. After all the evil I've done, I hardly expected to be given mercy when I asked for it. I had mocked and insulted him. "'and most men would have wanted to kill me for far less than that. "'But Jaffrey is such a good man, and he pardoned me at once, "'although he said he wouldn't forgive the insult I gave to you. "'He sent me here to ask for your mercy. "'I'm seriously injured, "'and although I know you have never pardoned deceitful traitors, "'I would ask you to pardon me for my villainy in the crime and attack against your court.' "'It would be hard for me to do that,' said the king. "'I don't know if I can forgive you, "'as your action was by far the worst insult I've received.' my lord said taulat i am a prisoner and i am wounded i am entirely in your power i am asking for mercy as it would enable you to demonstrate your generosity and your goodness in pardoning me for such a heinous crime the king was the noblest and the most generous man in the world and he always preferred to forgive rather than punish and so he gave up on his anger and pardoned taulat and asked the queen to do the same arthur then spoke to the knight who had been in prison for so long and asked him too to pardon taulat The knight sighed heavily. Everyone there pressed him to forgive Towlat, as the king had asked him to. Gentlemen, he said, it's very easy for you to pardon him for what's happened to me as if it cost you nothing. But if any of you had been with me and seen how he treated me, whipping me up that hill with my hands tied behind my back, I'm sure you would have wept for pity. You've all said what you think, but I beg you, my lord king, for a fair judgment to be passed for me by those who know the law i will do that said the king but if at any time during the trial you felt that you could pardon him i would be very happy my lord for the love of you i forgive him for the deaths of my father my brother and my relatives and the destruction of my land and the men he killed in war but the pain and sorrow he inflicted on me have marked me deeply and left such a deep impression on my heart that i must see him punished in some way in front of me My lord, physical pain and shame stays in the heart and mind, and only a man with no self-respect will forget it. What he did to me was something quite unlike any other treatment, and deserves a quite different response in law. That's ridiculous, said Kay. It would be entirely wrong for him to have the right to punish Towlat when you've asked him to pardon him, and I didn't like his comment about some people lacking self-respect. Sir Kay, said the knight, you're very quick to hand out pardons. You gave out an easy pardon to the man who struck you in the neck with a roasted peacock so hard the scars still showed a month later. But you'll find that Jalfrey hasn't pardoned you yet for insulting him in front of the court when Taulat attacked the king. He's told me to warn you that he'll make you pay for it. I can promise you he'll keep his word. Kay was embarrassed and said nothing. The king then gave an order to assemble all those who knew the law and could judge the knight's request for justice. A hundred men were summoned. They asked the knight to tell the story from start to finish and he did this just as you've heard it before. Then they asked Towlat to tell his story before making their judgment, which was that the knight should take Towlat to the place where he'd been held prisoner. Once a month he would have him whipped up the hill just as Towlat had done to him and he would do this for seven years. Although if he wanted to pardon him before this, he could do so, he must not hold him for longer than seven years. The knight promised that he would do no more harm to Taulat than had been done to him, and then he left, taking Taulat with him. <phone rings> Jafre has indeed defeated Taulat but it's not the end of the story. You will know that Jafre has gone back to take Ogier's daughter back to her father and he's then going to go and find the woman he loves. Meanwhile I'm just going to trail this for you. Keep in mind the maiden who was asking for help because you will see her again. I'm going to stop for here for today but a little gentle reminder there is a virtual tip jar on my website which is www.anlister.com And also there is a blog which involves quite a few notes and comments about how I came to write the adaptation and some of the background information in there. So I hope you've enjoyed this. The music, as ever, is by David Yardley and I will be coming back with the next episode soon. Thanks very much. <laughs>